This is The Melon Tapes, the lo-fi, laid-back podcast recorded entirely on cassette tape. Today's episode is about level attitude. So, I got kind of on a kick recently playing Quake. Long story short, I saw uh, on co-host that Quake 2 had gotten a remaster from, I think, Night Dive Studios and Machine Head Games. And I was like, oh hey, you know what? I've never actually played through all of Quake. Which, you know, shocking, I know. It's it's a foundational text in kind of game history. It's, uh, it's id Software's next shooter after they made Doom 2. Um, and... As opposed to Doom, it kind of has a fully 3D um, environment. Uh, rooms can overlap other rooms. Um, and, and 3D models with animations and lighting. And uh, concepts that we still use today, like baked light maps. Um, so I was like, hey, that's great. You know, like, I, I need to play this and... and see what this remaster of Quake 2 is about, but I'll, I'll go back and I'll play Quake 1 first, because that got a remaster in 2021. So I bought it on Steam, I downloaded it, I played it, and I loved it. I, I loved it a bunch. Um, because the level design in that game is really interesting. So you've got a room full of people who, at this point, are now experienced first-person shooter developers, but presumably with the frustration that they can't make these environments that they really want to make, you know, like Doom, Doom has these limitations and they're like, okay, you know, Doom 1 and 2, they were fun. Um, but now with the new engine, they're able to make these much more architecturally sound areas <laughs> that are still these like surreal sci-fi fantasy, grunge fantasy spaces, right? For, for someone to run around and shoot everything that moves in. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, fascinating. Um, there's all these little details, the level design. Like, all the edges and corners have this, like, little bit of trim work on there, and there's all these interesting shapes, and you can really see how the level designers were really getting to grips with this new technology. Um, one of the fun things is that, like, the, the secrets in the game, like Doom Secrets, there's lots of little hidden doors and hidden rooms, in Quake, they're much more obviously signposted. Like, either the texture looks kind of funny, or there's a big glowing button that you're supposed to shoot with your gun. It has a big crosshair symbol on it, you know? Um, but the secret doors, they kind of, like, pop in and slide away in this really kind of satisfying way. And what's interesting about that is that often in the maps, they have these little recessed holes for the doors to go into. They don't just allow the door to slide into the terrain and kind of clip through it like you would see most sliding doors do in, in loads of games, you know, just inside the door frame. Instead, there's often these little recessed holes for the door to go in, and it really kind of makes the place feel more real, more plausible as an actual space. Even though, <laughs> you know, you're running around with a shotgun blowing dudes up, you know? <laughs> And you're picking up power-ups left, right, and center, and ammo boxes just litter the ground everywhere. Um, in a lot of ways, it feels actually kind of a lot more fair than Doom ever did. Um, the, the encounters are balanced in such a way that, you know, if you really have run out of ammunition for something, then you're definitely playing in, in a very haphazard way. Um, but yeah, 
so I got to playing this, and then I was like, well, you know, obviously it has a, a big and wide and varied history of modding and third-party map development, and even third-party map uh, third-party <laughs> third-party map development tools. Um, you see, this is the fun thing about recording on tape. I don't get to edit that out. You get to hear that. <laughs> so third Marty over here. Um, anyway, yeah, third-party development tools. Um, so yeah, I was like, okay, I'll download some of these, and I downloaded Trench Broom, which I've you know I've used before a little bit, um, but I was I was making maps, making stuff in there, and learning it, and watching videos about it recently, the last couple of days, and it's a fantastic tool. It's it's so dialed in to do one thing and one thing perfectly, which is to make maps for Quake. Um, it's so beloved that the Godot game engine, um, some some people have made a plugin for it, where it can load maps from Trench Broom. So you can use this <laughs> this level editor for a game from 1996 and still make new maps and new models for new games that you know you're building. So I have got a, a little project going. Shocker, surprise, surprise. Melon adds yet another <laughs> project to their repertoire. Um, I promise I'll get them done eventually. But yeah, um, so I was you know fiddling with that and I got that to work. So I've been I've been building out this little project with these these mapping tools and I, I got to thinking, yeah, level editing is kind of one of the roots that led me into game development. So back when I was like a kid, maybe like uh, 11, 10 or eleven years old, I got really into downloading old MS-DOS games from even earlier in my childhood. You know, like Lemmings, Commander Keen and so on, and Prince of Persia as well, uh, for MS-DOS. And I was thinking at the time, I was like, oh, you know, I love these games, but I wish there was a little bit more of them, you know, and the sequels were not always the same, and, you know, I didn't have the resources to go out and get them, you know, a lot of the time. So I discovered on the internet, which was a new thing for me, you know, like, we're talking probably, oh, 2000 and... 2002, 2003 is probably the time frame. So, you know, after the era of BBSs, you know, people have been making mods for stuff for a long time. So I'm I'm finding all these, like, you know, GeoCities websites with tools on them. Tools for making new Lemmings levels. Tools for modifying Prince of Persia. You know, tools for, for modifying Commander Keen. And I'm like, wow, you know, I could make levels. And for some reason, it never struck me that I could make levels and share them with other people and get feedback. <laughs> As a kid, I was, like, super introverted, and I hardly ever talked to anybody about the things I liked, so I just downloaded these tools and quietly made levels on my own. And, uh, you know, I would sit there and struggle with it for hours and get it to work and read these old readme files that people had written, you know, good a good five, ten years prior, getting these old tools to work on my old... Uh, I had an old laptop that ran MS-DOS and Windows 95 um, that I would play a lot of my older games on. And getting all this stuff to work, and, you know, eventually I lost all those files, but, you know, so it goes. But I would take inspiration from games I was playing at the time. So I remember I was playing through Spyro the Dragon, um, through that trilogy on, on PlayStation 1, and, like, looking at the the skyline and, like, the kind of 
framing the castles and things against the skyline and then trying to recreate that kind of imagery in Lemmings and that kind of imagery in, uh, in the Prince of Persia levels I was making. I never quite did get the Commander Keen modding tools to work 100%, which is a shame because I loved that game. Um, but yeah, basically, I was kind of taking my first steps into game development without really realizing that I was just, you know, at the time I, I, I treated it like kind of like a toy, like Lego, you know, or, or something. I was like just building stuff for my own amusement and, and nothing else. And yeah, it, it was a fascinating time. Um, and later, you know, not that long after, you know, uh, we actually got an interconnection in the house, you know, before I was downloading the stuff at school, but then I had it at the house and uh, we had dial up and I, I would play Neopets. And there was a game on Neopets at one point called, I think, uh, Pirate Caves, Hannah's Pirate Caves or something. It was like a little platformer game, but it came with instructions on how to make your own maps for it, and a little text box that you, you edited the map in Notepad, and you copied it and you pasted it into the game, and you could play custom levels. So people were sharing them, and I was playing them, and I was making my own ones, and again, I was like too shy to share anything I'd made. Um, and that was like reinforcing that skill. So, you know, going back to my original point, playing with Trench Broom and making maps for Quake recently kind of reignited that spark of like, wow, you know, this is the first thing I did. This this level design skill is something I haven't practiced enough, something I really want to get back into doing, something I want to work hard at. Um, you know, a, a long time ago, I also did a bunch of mapping with Hammer for Half-Life 2 for the Source Engine, for Team Fortress 2. Um, again, never released any of that stuff either. Um, but, you know, I learned the tools. I, I learned Hammer practically inside out at one point. I, I, I don't think I could work with it quite as well as I used to now. Um, but Trench Broom is really, is a really easy to get to grips with thing. Like, I, I highly recommend grabbing Quake. Like, even if it's just the shareware version of the game, like, you know, the original free release, the demo, just download it, play it, have a look at all those details, have a look at how it all fits together, and, and see if you can sense the level designer's sensibilities in each level that's there. And then, you know, download Trench Broom, follow a couple of guides getting it set up, and, and, and go make something, because it's it's so easy to get started, but the tool is really just lots of... You can just get away with just using your mouse for most of it, like clicking and dragging. There's loads of keyboard shortcuts that make it way easier, but it is so much simpler and so much faster than making anything in, in say, like Unity or Unreal's built-in editors. It is shocking to me, actually, again, like, <laughs> realizing again, like, how level editing tools are something that is so vital for teaching people how to construct these virtual worlds when we make games. Um, yeah, no, just, just blowing me away. And it's, it's old enough that, like, Quake's map format is old enough that it's simple to understand what you need to put and where it needs to go. There's a limited amount of stuff in the game and a huge amount of ways to express it. And it doesn't have the same kind of exacting limitations that, say, Doom mapping does. With Doom, you have to be very careful about how you build your levels and how you construct what you want the player to feel. Um, there are some incredible Doom mods out there, some incredible 
maps people have made that really stretch that to its limit, but those are the kind of the domain of the pure expert. Um, doom mapping is a lot harder, I think, to get into than quake mapping. Uh, and quake mapping is a lot easier to get into than, say, source engine mapping, because there's a lot less going on. There's a lot less tooling up front. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, so much fun just building these spaces. And now when I'm looking around my room, I'm looking around and I'm seeing, you know, like the way that the, the walls have like these skirting boards, the trim, the little shapes and everything. And it's really reignited that passion in me for, for environment design, level design. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've been thinking about <laughs> for the last few hours. Um, I really wanted to get recorded down onto, onto tape. So, um, yeah. Well, now, uh, here's the section where I uh, read out, you know, any emails I've gotten. And unfortunately, being the second episode, uh, there's nothing in there yet. So, if there's anything you'd like me to talk about, or a message you'd like relayed on, on the podcast, just drop an email to podcast at melon.zone. Um, and you'll be able to, you know, I'll, I'll read it out. And I'll, I'll see what you have to say. <laughs> um, but yeah. But keep an eye out for me. I'm probably going to make some Quake maps very soon and upload them in, instead of keeping them all to myself like I used to when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's, that's going uh, to be a real fun time. So um, yeah, just, a, just a short episode today. But I hope you have a lovely time. And um, I hope to see you again in the next episode. So that's all from me for now. Goodbye.